All right, welcome back to another Matt in the Morning, a special edition of the Matt and Chan Show. Today we have Kevin Cookingham on the podcast. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for uh, having me. It's a great time to be here. Yep, I know it's uh, crazy in the midst of an election. Ballots go out Monday. Yeah. How are you feeling about the election so far? I'm feeling really good. You know, we've got so many committed people. I mean, these volunteers, they're tenacious, and uh, they are going out all over Fresno, Madera, and Merced counties, uh, meeting with people, getting flyers out, making calls putting signs up. We, we've got almost 2,000 yard signs up, wow. along with many, many, many uh, four by eight signs and four by four signs. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I'm truly excited. That's incredible. That's a, a lot of volunteer work putting in right now, and especially at a crucial time. Yeah. Jim Costa barely put some signs out just recently. We're yeah. starting to see a little bit of campaign work from him. Yeah, he's been putting out his four by four signs. The problem is his people have been tearing down our signs. So uh, I made it clear with our volunteers that we do not do that, period. And so uh, we're not going to do the tit for tat thing where he tore ours down. We're going to tear his down. We're not doing that. Uh, uh, we'll we'll let them uh, deal with that. And so, uh, uh, but it is exciting to see the uh, tenaciousness, as I mentioned before, of our volunteers. They are just so committed to this election because I think we all know this is the most important election of our lifetime. Yeah. And some people have said it the most important since 1860. I've heard the same yeah. thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's a, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, yeah, I think we've got to let our audience know a little bit why you're running in this race. Yeah. I know your, your name's starting to get out there. We got the bumper stickers. We got the signs. People are knowing right. Kevin Cookingham, but like, why are, why are you running for this district and why why now? You know, I still have a lot of fight left in me. And I'm 62 years old. I retired from Clovis Unified as a principal of two schools at the same time uh, when I was 60. And I want to make a difference. That's it. And, you know, uh, a lot of the, uh, uh, th those of us that are my age, we want to finish strong. And uh, I want to finish strong. And I want to put uh, my life into a nation that has been incredibly good to me, a nation of liberty, a nation of freedom, a uh, liberty where you can go out and do what you want to do with business. And uh, frankly, I'm getting concerned. The reason I'm in here is I'm getting concerned about so much government overreach. We've seen it over and over again. And I see the younger generation, many of them, uh, gravitating towards socialism, which has never worked, never will work. And so uh, that's another reason I'm in this race. I want to make sure people understand what we have here. And I am so grateful for growing up in this country. Oh, it's it's incredibly crazy to even think that socialism is even a thought after yeah. what we saw in the 20th century. Make sure to go check out our latest episode, What is Marxism? We answered that question last week yes. on what are these these this big government? People want bigger government. People want more welfare benefits. But in the long run, it makes a smaller citizen in a lot of regards. Yeah. You know, I, I've always said, and, and I've seen it before from other people, that nothing's free. You know, when, when, when we talk about free stuff, nothing's free always a catch. and <laughs> there's always a catch that's exactly right now I, I looked up some of the figures from our uh countries that uh, are our friendly countries you might say in denmark and sweden and norway and places socialist like that countries, right? and well some people call them <laughs> socialist countries they do have still a, a lot of capitalism but they're they are much more of what i would call a welfare country uh and uh so pretty much cradle to grave government involvement uh but Here's the thing. You go there and they say, look at this. They've got free health care for everybody. But they don't tell you that people making practically nothing are paying 45 percent in taxes and another 19 to 25 percent in VAT value added tax. And, and then you and then you add on the, probably the weight lines as well. You oh, think yeah. About the 
what a lot of people don't realize is the access to healthcare in those countries as well. There's probably a lot longer wait, right? Ab- absolutely. Free, right? If you want to see, I, I looked up that study, many studies on that actually. And if you want to see a specialist in those countries, you're talking an eight month to a one year wait to see a specialist. So you can imagine if you've got, for instance, a fast growing cancer in your brain, and you can't see a specialist with that, an oncologist that deals with that uh, for eight to 10 months, that's a difference between life and death. And so uh, uh, I would just say nothing's really free. You're either, you're going to pay for it front end, back end, one way or another. And uh, you're going to disincentivize also people that are productive people because they're going to say it's not worth it. I'm paying too much. Exactly. I think you make a good point there. I think you're going to pay for it one way or another. You're yeah. going to pay for it in, in cash and or you're going to pay for it in time. Yeah. And I think a lot yeah. of things is with the Bernie Sanders, it appeals to a lot of voters. And yeah. he was he was leading in the Democrat primary just six months ago. So it's hard to say like what people think when they go, oh, socialism, it's a good yeah. thing. And it's yeah. and I think it's the, the, the nice part of communism. Right. Yeah. And, and the eventual what that causes and and like what Karl Marx says, the capitalism is just one step closer to socialism. And we are so, so grateful for the many things we have in a capitalist right. country. And, you know, the importance of that. Uh, right. And uh, yeah. And that kind of leads me in is what do you think for this generation is the the key to, I guess, turning things around and, and really informing really are our next generation. You know, the, the younger generation has not seen a lot of things that the world has seen. And they've been kind of, uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, everybody wins, everybody gets an award. And, 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 you know, also when you take God out of society and many, in whether it's our schools or whatever it may be, uh, you make a God out of something else because there's a void there. There's a void there. And so people have made a God out of, you know, save the whales or save this or everybody has uh, health insurance or whatever it may be. And this new socialism is actually a religion. It really is. Uh, You know, there's no God involved, but there's actually a religion where people have given their lives over to that. And so it is a huge concern of mine. And uh, I see it uh, growing. And it needs to be, people need to be educated about what's going on. They're, they're reading things in their school books that start at a very young age that literally turn many of our kids against uh, this country. And this country's done so much good for countries all over this world. And uh, uh, we're not perfect. We know that. But I don't focus on the 2% of bad. I focus on the 98% of good. And uh, we have a lot of good in this country, a lot of great people. I love that answer. And I think we, we, I think take for granted a lot of what we get, we have here in the United States, we have the freedom, the liberty to go out and pursue our dreams and really go and chase after it. There's so right. many more opportunities, I guess you could say less in California as we've seen the restrictions over the many years. Right. We've seen the draconian measures under Gavin Newsom yeah. signing stuff into law, yeah. AB 145, right. Yeah. And just all these other things going on here in the state. Yeah. Um, it's scary what's happening in the state. It really is. And that's why I've probably had at least 10 to 15 friends of mine already leave. They've left for Florida, Texas, uh, I, a lot of them in Idaho, yeah. some Arizona. Uh, and so, uh, it's, it's a real concern that we're losing really good people from California because of the government overreach. And, and by the way, across this nation, People are leaving big cities now and they're leaving big cities because you know what, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or an NPP, no party preference, people want safety. 
And when you start demonizing our police and you allow destruction in our cities and people are getting shot and beat up and, and their cars are getting blocked and, and kicked and hit, guess what? People don't like that. And uh, so they, they, the, the big push now in this country are people leaving the big cities like San Francisco, New York, Chicago and other places, uh, Minneapolis and saying, I've had enough. I'm not going to be here anymore. And so, uh, you know, these people that are far left, they better start thinking through what they're doing because their cities will be left in ruin. Yep. And we're, we're seeing the lawlessness across the yeah. country. It's it's incredible to see pretty much the anti-police movement. And yeah. Just how I think they're just we're losing all our common principles. There's right. This divisive nature, as we've seen with BLM Incorporated, yeah. we've seen the Marxists are trained Marxists, as you as you've seen and. And I think what we've seen is how, how does a country collapse and how do these empires yeah. collapse? And it's yeah. either internally or externally through yeah. war or from internal. And we're seeing it from internal. You have the squad. Yeah. And just two, two to three years ago, people were like, oh, socialism. Oh, no. Like, but now it's even more widespread than ever before. Yeah. Johan Omar, we see AOC pushing all these socialist ideas. They sound really good, but as we've seen before, they don't really have the greatest results and stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you something. I, I was just uh, watching a quote. I, I mean, watching because it was from Jim Caviezel, uh, Caviezel that uh, was uh, played Jesus in, in The Passion. And he quoted Reagan that said, uh, evil is powerless when good people are unafraid. That's an incredible quote when you think about that. And what's happened for so many years is good people have been too afraid to speak up because they're afraid they're going to be labeled as a racist or as, uh, you know, who knows what, phobic or whatever it may be. And so they've just been quiet. And it's time for good people to stand up and call wrong, wrong, call evil, evil and fight up, fight for what is good. And if we do that, we'll turn this back. But there's going to come a time. In fact, in these elections, I will tell you, I'm very concerned about November, December, because when you lose faith, uh, when when you lose faith in our voting system and our election process, uh, pandemonium breaks out. And we're already seeing uh, a lot those those states that are voting early. We're already seeing a lot of deception, uh, a lot of lying, a lot of illegal activity. And that's a huge, huge concern of mine. Yep. And, and I've got to mention the piece. I know the breaking news just the past few days with James O'Keefe of Project yes. Veritas uncovering what's going on in Minnesota. We've seen the video of the gentleman that had the 300 ballots in his car. Yes. We just saw last night that it's a bigger operation. That yes. It's been running through three of the main districts in her area. And we're seeing this just widespread. We're hearing about ballots thrown off yeah. cliffs, thrown into the water, put in closets, put yes. in. And then you come into the next election, you go, oh, we missed a million ballots here in California. Right. How in the world is this happening? And we're allowing this to happen over and over again. Uh, it's and, just incredible. And you know, now just a few ballots can be the difference between a win or a loss, especially on, on congressional races and local races. Uh, last election cycle in 2018, every Republican seat in uh, Orange County, which was predominantly conservative, was turned over. And uh, I would say this, there were seven Republican seats in the state of California where the Republicans were way ahead election night and they got turned uh, in the in the week. And, and actually, I think Valadez was two weeks after uh, they finally said, guess what? You lost. And so this is extremely concerning to me. And uh, we want to make sure, of course, my answer to that is 
Everybody that has a ballot has to put in their social security number and they bubble it in and every social security number is e-verified. That way they can see, did somebody vote more than once? And then we have, of course, have to deal with uh, uh, the whole uh, ballot harvesting thing. There's gotta be some rules on ballot harvesting because there can be so much fraud in that area as well. And and you mentioned David Valadeo here in the neighboring yeah. district. Yeah. And he was up what, I think a good amount of points. I heard 5,000. Yeah, I heard 5,000. 5, 5, I believe, yeah. Election night, yeah. Yeah, he was. And then he lost by the famous number we've seen in the the Valadeo campaign office is 862 votes he yep. lost by. And yep. that just shows the magnitude that just a couple hundred votes can, yeah. can do it. And that is why we've got to make sure that people vote. Conservatives, get off your tail ends. Vote. Make sure everybody votes that you know that are are uh, that want to take back this country from a, a real lawless group, actually, that's, that's growing across this nation. And, uh, you know, you've heard it a million times. Uh, elections have consequences. And they have consequences of who's going to be on the Supreme Court, who's going to sit on federal benches all across this nation, uh, what they teach our children in school. Everything that happens in this nation has a huge impact by who we vote for every election cycle. So we've got to get out and vote. We've got to get our friends to vote. And uh, we've got to speak up. Yeah. And we talk about the amount of voters that are registered in the state. I think it's over 100%, right? It's like 110% of voters. Yeah. And even in Fresno, I think it's like, what, 114% or something crazy right. like that. And we're, like you said, people are losing faith in the integrity of our elections. Yeah. And now you're hearing even people on the left, well, I'm going to go vote in person, but why can they vote in person, but I can't? Yeah. And here in California, we've seen it. We've seen David Valadeo. And now we're starting to see a little bit. We saw Mike Garcia down down south, a big win there. And But the thing is, we've got to take back all these districts right. and really flip the state around. I think people are tired of seeing our state pretty much yeah. go down the chute. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of Democrats that are fairly conservative. And I think they have looked at this. And in fact, we have volunteers that are Democrats, actually. In fact, I just had a person do a commercial for me yesterday uh, that is a Democrat. And she said, no, I believe in who you are and what you're doing. And, uh, uh, and, and when they see that the left uh, wing part of the Democrat Party is really supporting uh, uh, lawlessness across this nation, and they're also supporting uh, much more government involvement and socialistic type tendencies, they've said, no, I'm not going to vote for that. I'm not going to be a part of that. And they're smart for not being a part of that. Yep. And, and we just, it's, it's just that, like you said, it's just a transition towards socialism. We've seen the lockdowns and what that has done to our state. And that's where I kind of want to go into that next segment is we've seen churches shut down. Yeah. We've, we've seen various, various churches here in Fresno that like Cornerstone that have, that have opened up. And, and I've, I just heard a speech recently from you that you, you talked about the measures that we saw yes. John MacArthur down yeah. South and, and what we've seen with, with his church and the amount of, yeah. I don't know if you wanted to maybe mention Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> so you can tell that there's so much discrimination against religious organizations and against small business. And John MacArthur actually read off the list of requirements from the state of California. And it had everything, no hymnals, no communion, no singing, no indoor meetings. Everyone had to be tested. Everything had to be six feet apart. You had to have monitors to make sure they were six feet apart. You had to make sure that all the rules were posted everywhere that you did. Now, these aren't requirements at Costco. They're not requirements at Target or CVS, uh, but they were requirements at his church. So they put a 10 times the burden on a church than they put over a large corporate business. This is wrong, and it's discriminatory. 
like I've never seen before. You know, our First Amendment doesn't guarantee that Costco will be open. Our First Amendment guarantees that our we should have freedom of religion, period. And so when I see what's going on here, it is extremely concerning to me. And then I just, just Sunday, we went to a meeting where a business owner had started his restaurant. He'd worked all his life to have a restaurant. He opened a Greek restaurant on Avenue 12, right in Madeira. He opened March 6th. And guess what happened? Uh, the virus. And they closed him down. And he he was in tears. He's not making it. And they, they think between 30 and 40% of the small business are going out for good. And if I hear another politician say, we're all in this together, I'm going to go nuts because we are not all, all in this together. They're getting their paycheck every month. Uh, and uh, they're going along just like nothing's happened. But it's these small business owners that are losing everything they've ever had. It's our churches that minister to these people. I just read this morning, uh, suicides in this area have gone up 40% since the pandemic. We've got to help people. Churches are on the cutting line of helping people. And we've got to get back to our churches, to our schools, and to our businesses. And I think you make a good point. And we see the businesses, we've seen the impacts. We can say that the family structure, the nuclear family is, at least what Plato and Aristotle talked about in the original and their original uh, works, is that the family is the core, the core Absolutely. part of society. And then you take away the churches and then you take away the businesses. What do people have now? People yeah. are now people have all this free time. And you could say that maybe even a lot of the protests and the rioting is because people don't really have you lock people up for three, four months and then you expect people to have you have all this excess energy. People, there's right. no there's no churches. And you said 40 percent here in Fresno. I think it's even higher. Yeah, I've seen I think in March it was up 70 percent. Wow. March. Wow. And now a, a one in four young people in the United States has contemplated suicide. In the yeah. Last month. Yeah. So. We've seen this. We've seen pretty much some of the even in our music and in our culture, and and that stems down into politics. Yes, and we're seeing pretty much it all degraded. And, yeah, and it's really really sad to see because it really we see the impacts everywhere and, yeah. and God taken out of everything. Absolutely. If you want to destroy a society, shut down the churches, destroy the family uh, system, and destroy business where they're dependent on government. That's how you destroy a society. And that's exactly what they're doing. By the way, uh, there are numerous studies out that say that people that are having difficulty in life, emotional issues, the most effective means of helping that have been shown to be clergy, even over licensed therapists. So we need our clergy, we need our churches, we need our families, and you have to get back into routine. This whole, uh, you know, when this thing started, and they said, well, let's go two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve. I thought, yeah, okay, you know, no big deal. But there is 100%, I am 100% sure now, it has turned into nothing but a political uh, uh, act to do anything they can, first of all, to try to get Trump out of office and to make us more dependent on government and to totally transform this country to a different way of life. Yeah, and I think you make a good point there is we see Nancy Pelosi going out to getting her hair blown yeah. out in the salon, then the business owner being blamed. Yeah. And we always say the rules for thee are not for me. Exactly. With Nancy Pelosi. That is the country that we are moving toward. Yeah. And I think Gavin Newsom, he's not too right on a lot of things, but when he went and he was looking at the forest fires recently, he goes, this is, this is uh, California is, 
fast forward what the country is going to look like. And he was referring to climate change, but I'm like, no, it's fast forward to see what socialism will yeah. do to your, do your cities. Yeah. You will, you will and, be less safe. You will be absolutely you know, less, less money in the bank and you'll be dependent on government. And you know, your example of Nancy Pelosi is really good because isn't that what it's like in socialist uh, governments? Uh, the people on top, they always have everything they need. They, they don't follow the same rules as the everyday citizens. That's what's happening in this country. You see it each and every day, whether it's Pelosi or whether it's uh, Feinstein saying everybody needs to wear a mask. You don't see her wearing masks. Oh, you and, see, and, and mentioned Feinstein. I think her husband. They they are involved in some of the admission scandals. Oh, absolutely. I just saw that yesterday. And and you think about it, we're making this big fuss about Donald Trump's tax returns. Oh yeah. my gosh. And there's the sources are still anonymous to protect and all this stuff. Forty eight hours before debate. Let's see Nancy Pelosi's taxes. Let's right. see all these people that have generated millions of dollars off the American people's yeah. tax and trade deals, selling out our country to China. Absolutely. So, but yeah, continue. I know I kind of well, just know. I mean, I think we both agree a hundred percent that that we're we're seeing right now what they see all over the world in socialist countries. And everybody says, well, every we want everybody to be equal. You're not equal. The people that are much more. Uh, prosperous than anyone else are the people that are the politicians on top. And they will tell everyone else, here's what you're going to do. Here's how you're going to do it. Here's when you're going to do it. We are going to control your life for your good because you don't know what's best for you. Yep. And then they have plenty of food, plenty of water, beautiful places to live in, time for vacation. They can do whatever they want. It's the regular people that get destroyed. And that's exactly what we see. Just you said it really well. Uh, uh, for thee, basically, but not for me, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, that's my paraphrase of what you said. And it's, yeah, what's what's good for me isn't good for you. You need to do what I say. Do what I say, not as I do, and, right? And I think that's another good point is we see that in this Marxist ideology, if there's not enough for everybody, mm -hmm. then there's not enough for nobody right. to get anything. And yeah. we talked about that last week with our Marxism episode. We talked yeah. about just the different things. One of the biggest things we've already talked about is the destruction of the family yeah. and, and going into the collectivism and that everybody's equal. But the thing is, you can't have competition and you can't have all these things if you want equality of outcome you either right. got to choose between capitalism and socialism communism there is right. no middle ground no. and the closest thing you would have to say is those those uh like norway and sweden all right. these other companies that have just become big welfare states in a right. lot of regards and like you said nothing's free everything has a price and we i think that's one of those common sayings you hear quite a bit is nothing's free there's always a catch like, yeah. oh free puppy but then you, you still got to buy dog food. You got to have, yeah. you still, still got to have to care for the animal. And, but we're, we're, they're selling this, this big, big goodies at some point. It has to run out for some people, right? That yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the quote from, uh, uh, who was that? Margaret Thatcher, I think it was. It said, you know, the problem with socialism is sooner or later you run out of other people's money. Yeah. And, uh, that is so true. Uh, I, I, one other thing I want to say about this, and it's, it's so important. The people that are most concerned about this are people that I've talked to in this district from countries that were communists. So I've talked to a number of people that were from Russia during the Soviet Union days, and, and they immigrated to the United States. Our pastor at our church is from Romania, and uh, they were allotted one dozen eggs every month for their whole family. 12 eggs for the entire month for the entire family. And he said, if you didn't get in line to get your food at about four in the morning, it went to somebody else. And uh, so they were very hungry, uh, many starved, and uh, the, it's the people that have immigrated to this country from those countries that are scared to death at what they're seeing. And they know. They've seen it. And we need to listen to them. Some of my 
uh, greatest volunteers here actually were hired by the CIA to fight along our servicemen in Vietnam. And they've seen it. They've seen horrible things. And that's why they're going out and fighting so hard to get conservatives into office that believe in this country, believe in liberty, believe in our constitution and love freedom. And I think it's literally never been more obvious that yeah. we're in a country, do you want freedom and liberty or do you want tyranny? And I yeah. think that's the biggest thing we have to look at. And that's yeah. really what this election is. We can say this is the most important election since 1860. But the thing is, you only vote on socialism one time. Right. You only get that one chance because once it's flipped, it's flipped. Big yeah. government comes in. And what we've seen is, the what is it, uh, that uh, there's one thing permanent, it's taxes. <laughs> once it goes up, it goes up. Yeah. It's, it's hard to push to that back. And we yeah. saw... Even with uh, Prop 6 and the gas tax, we had a chance to reverse it for the better. So, But now the government, and they put in a little little line in that in that gas tax in the fall that was like, hey, well, now we don't have to ask for voter approval. Ha <laughs> got yes. you guys. And now California has the gas tax. They're trying to do income tax. Now they're yeah. trying to tax people that leave the state, which is also in Marxist ideology. Yes is you leave and you still have to pay back yeah. all of that. So, Yeah, and, and part of the issue is uh, people don't read through these things a lot. And so they will write them deceptively to try to fool people into voting for them. Prop 47 that uh, basically tied the hands of our police up and down this state. Crime has risen all, not risen, skyrocketed up and down this well, state. Zero bail. Uh, zero bail, all these things. Uh, but Prop 47 was written as the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. My gosh, you talk about deception and lying. And people didn't read the proposition. So they're thinking, oh, yeah, I want safe neighborhoods. Yes. Well, guess what's happened? We're, we, we have lost the safety that we once had in this state. It has gone crazy. Incredible. So I know we've touched a lot of subjects in there as well. Yeah. And we talked about socialism, the rise in our country. We've talked about the importance yeah. of family, religion, churches opening up. What is your vision for Fresno and, and taking our city and our state back? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, even when we were at 3.5% unemployment before the pandemic, that that's the envy of the world. And so uh, even at that time, this valley, Jim's area, was 16.9% unemployment. Horrible. And so I would just say this, that that's that's my that was my focus for seven years with Clovis Adult School. We're going to bring back jobs. We're going to position people for success and jobs in this valley. You're going to see the job market increase, improve. People will be positioned for these jobs. And uh, we're going to start day one. And I don't have to get a vote in Congress to do that. We can do that with our team right here in Fresno. The second thing, we got to clean up this place. We got to start taking pride again in this valley. Trash everywhere across this valley. And you know what? We need, we need to get rid of that trash. We need to deal with it because it just, it gives people, they, they've lost their sense of pride. I mean, exactly. it, I, I've been to Haiti four times. I've seen more trash in, in this valley than I've seen in Haiti. And so we've got to deal with that. And then, of course, we've got to start dealing with safety issues and, and supporting our law enforcement and uh, getting laws back on the books where they actually can deal with issues that need to be dealt with. So those are things. And, of course, there's the water issue. So those are the four things that I'm going to be fighting for um, uh, day one. Fighting for there's day a, one. There's a lot of things to fix in this valley, and it sounds yeah. like you just are focused on results. And yeah, I think that's, that's what it. People, people want. People don't want politicians no. anymore. And so, Kevin, I wish you the best of luck. Thank I hope you. to have you back on once more before the election. You got we had it. an election month, so there's a yeah. good chance that we'll have you back on. But, yeah. yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show and just 
and just having just chatting about what's going on in our country and Great. what you're going to do for the city. Great to be here, Matt. And you are doing such a wonderful job uh, with everything that you do. And we appreciate who you are and your influence on society. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Matt and Chan show and Matt in the morning. That's just a special part of it. So we'll see you guys next time.